Hi, this is Justin. I have a variety of concerns. Where do we draw the line when it comes to stupidity and entertainment value? So we start this conversation by talking about warning labels and that every warning label on any product that you ever see exists because somebody did something dumb. Right. That is the be-all and end-all of at least 90% of the warning labels that are out there. And we delve into the notion of people doing something stupid for a laugh being okay, acceptable, funny, whatever the case may be. But where's that line? Where does that line exist? Because I can, I'm fairly sure I'm not going to do the research on it. And listeners, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and admit that I don't have the actual research on that. But I'm fairly certain that there are warning labels that exist because of the TV show Jackass. If there's not, there should be. Like I feel like I, I, I feel like I've heard that as a true thing, and now Chandel's looking at me because I want to know. Because we have to figure this out, but, but like so for me personally, not to like get on any kind of soapbox because that's not what this show is about. Uh, for me personally, things like. The show Jackass. Yeah. I don't find particularly funny. I think there was a time when I thought that some of it was really funny, but it was always really painful to watch. But like, Well, okay, there's the painful there's of it. Certain, like, and I think there's certain things that are funny about it. There's definitely entertainment value in watching people. You know what I think Jackass is great for? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like, no, no, no. (laughs) So for those of us who have intrusive thoughts, right? Like this is the, yeah, this is like the, you get to the external, like realization of all those stupid intrusive thoughts you have like oh what if I put my hand in the blender or I mean I'm like thankfully they haven't done that but like these things that you would never do but like they pop into your head and you're just like we're a little short curious (laughs) curious about like oh what would that be like like I don't know I got myself in trouble once in high school with some doctors because I like told them what intrusive thoughts I had and I wasn't going to do it obviously but I think we can appreciate the guys from Jackass for like doing the things that the rest of us were like, hey, I kind of wonder what that might look like. Like that's what Jackass is good for. I, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a variety of concerns <laughs> because if we're going to look at a show like this through that lens, yeah. you have just scrubbed their do not try this at home warning. Because if we're going to look at it through the lens of, 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 you know, somehow uh, a catharsis for your intrusive thoughts, you have catharted. Right. For, <laughs> by watching this show. Yeah. 
what is then to stop a person from saying, you know what? He's fine. I'm going to. That's I've the got, line. I've that's the line thought. we were talking about earlier when you were like, where's the line drawn? That's the line. That's the like, line. Like this dude has incredible resources at his disposal and a medical team on hand. And like. Yeah. Like that's the difference. If you think that you can do this at home and you're not going to get hurt or like whatever, like obviously they're hurt. We're going for Christ's sake. They are hurt. Like, of course you're going to get hurt. We're 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 going back to human stupidity because it, it it does exist, right? And don't get me wrong. I am not. I, I I'm not like trying to advocate for. Oh, this show should be taken off the air. It's going to cause our kids to do dumb things. Right. No, I no, I don't care. Right. Be, be smart about what you're doing in your life. Yeah. Maybe that's the be all and end all of it is be smart about what you're doing in life. Right. Like not even what you're doing in life, but just be smart about the stupid things that you do. Yeah. Um, I think obviously they have a warning label, so they recognize that like there's a potential that they could be inspiring somebody to do something stupid, right? Like, but they are not ignorant to the fact that it's stupid. And I think maybe that's where you draw the line. Like if you where uh, the line where it's funny and where it's not, like if you are doing something stupid because you are stupid, like, and you don't realize that you're stupid, then it's not funny anymore. It's just concerning. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that individual needs help. And we probably, like, shouldn't, like, you know, flaunt their stupidity for the world to laugh at because they are ignorant to the fact of, like, why this wasn't a good idea. So, But does that mindset mindset encourage stupidity for comic value? Like, because I, you know, I have a a young teenage boy. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't if, think if, if he gets laughs for doing something stupid, he's going to do it again. Oh, yeah. I don't think we can train that out of human behavior. And the whole reason that jackass has existed as long as it has is because people continue to laugh at that. Right. I don't. I don't think it's funny. Yeah. There are certain ones I think are funny. There are other ones I don't. Like the, the I had, I, and I don't know. I'm going to sound like an old curmudgeon. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but. Like this is, I I don't find humor in some of those things. I don't know. I think about for some reason what pops into my head was the Ghostbusters reboot with the female cast. Okay, and the cast was fine. I had nothing, no problem with a female cast of Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. Like that is that is totally fine in my book. I was not impressed with the movie because it turned it into a stupid raunchy movie. Yeah. And I don't like those stupid raunchy movies. Yeah. There's a line that, and I don't, I can't, I don't, when the, when the poop hits the wall, I don't know. If that yeah. There's, there, there's a line that it goes from, okay, this is funny. I can laugh at that. to No, that you just went too far. Yeah. Just stop. And I, I've heard that before. And for my, for me, the line is pretty early on. I just. You, yeah. And I think there, there's there just a personal preference there too, you know, and there are like, there are definitely comedies that. I I don't need to sit through. 
because they get to that point. I think that, especially with that movie, I think they were doing that intentionally because it was an all-female cast because they got so much criticism for it. They got way more criticism for that than the men who create similar movies got or get for those kinds of movies. And I think it's because female comedians don't generally get to fill that role and people still think it's funny. But if you just don't think it's funny, period, whether it's, you know, male or female comedians, then right. you just so, don't think it's funny. I mean, the original Ghostbusters was a stupid comedy. But there was something like 80s stupid comedies were much different than late 90s, early 2000s stupid comedies. In Definitely. late 90s, early 2000s, when the, when the stupid comedies got stupid raunchy and just fart jokes for the sake of fart jokes... You know, that's, that's when they lost me. Mm-hmm. And I think my biggest disappointment, and now we're centering on this one movie, I think my biggest disappointment was trying to trying to discern why they didn't make an attempt to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Why did they have to go base on that? Because you can have comedy without turning to the base portion of comedy. You I have a little bit, a little bit more intelligence with it. And it, maybe I'm, I, I also have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're, they're things. Yeah. And I wondered, too, I thought that I, I just didn't think that there was enough effort yeah. on the movie. I wonder what, how much of that might be based on, um, of Ghostbusters being like a cult classic. Like when they first made it, it was just another comedy, right? Like when you're making it, you're just making it baseline. Like this is the standard for comedy, right? And then obviously it had mass appeal and became a cult classic for our generations. And then when you're making a remake of something and then utilizing what is a new standard for comedy... If maybe that was my problem. Maybe it was we're the expecting new something like more elevated was... because you hold it to a higher standard because it is Ghostbusters. Right. But Ghostbusters 2 sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so beautifully. Yeah. And and Ghostbusters Afterlife was amazing. They did a really good job with that one. I I will agree. So yeah. I just feel like that that weird reboot that came in the middle. It, yeah. It just... I do think it has a lot to do with those specific female comedians wanting to push the line on what was considered appropriate for female comedy. I've heard that like in their interviews. Right, sure. So I do think that that was intentional as a choice. But they, I mean, there have been, there have been other, other, you know, stupid, raunchy female cast driven movies that um, I would consider to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, with some of the same actors as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know why we ended up focusing on that one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But the point remains, people are stupid, yeah. and they need to stop being so stupid and stop encouraging them to be stupid. Jackass should be taken off the air. No, I didn't say that. I'm not, I don't really, no. I don't really care right. if that happens. But, <laughs> but we're, we started with warning labels. Right. <laughs> Well, we were talking about like, I wonder, you know, if we could research the warning labels and, you know, share the case notes with people. Right. Which would be entertaining. Right. To a point. 
right? Which is where we got to like, okay, where do we cross the line to where that's no longer funny and it's just a problem. But we also have a problem, like, so you you justified, or you didn't justify, but you um, you you explained the way the uh, okay ability, yeah, okay, <laughs> of having a, that a TV show of of just you know of brazen stupidity, yeah, by saying there's a warning label, right, saying don't try this at home, yeah. We have come so far from the early days of Jackass with the internet and what is now available on the internet without warning labels. Well, and that just shows that warning labels don't really work, do they? I mean, how many things with a warning label do we ignore the warning label and just go ahead and do it anyway? I mean, everything. So the warning label is simply there as a means of protecting the producer, not the consumer. Right. Because the consumer could could care less. Right. They probably could care less. Like, maybe they care a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and look out the window and probably see people doing something stupid. Well, that's what I'm doing, right? I'm looking out right? the window a little bit. I'm like, there's so much danger out there. Like, everything is just danger. Um I mean, are speed limit signs not a warning label? Are crosswalks not a warning label? Right. People ignore those all the time. Crosswalks are dumb. I don't understand why jaywalking is illegal. I am a grown-ass woman. I know (laughs) when to not cross the street. Okay, but that doesn't mean that other people... So warning labels or, or and drivers. crosswalks are in place to protect people who are stupid already. Or to protect others from people who are stupid already. So because if we didn't have stupid people, we wouldn't need warning labels. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, to a certain extent. I don't know. I mean, I think I we're mean, all if pretty you, stupid. If you don't, if you don't <laughs> label a bottle of hydrochloric acid and you accidentally think it's water, like that's going to be a problem. Things still have to be labeled. Mm-hmm. But the ridiculous warning labels would not need to be existing. Crosswalks are not necessarily about you know dictating to a grown-ass woman who knows how to handle themselves where they can or cannot cross the street. But they are a a proverbial barrier to suggest that if you walk here, you have a better opportunity of being safe. safe. Right. And for a driver, if you stop here, you have a better opportunity of not But you still have to pay attention. So if I went... I can't tell and, you how many times I've been driving and there was no crosswalk and I saw the slam on my brakes because somebody was in the road and shouldn't be. Like, you still have to keep watching. Well, yes, but people don't. Because they're stupid. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is going to be the moment, though. Like I said, I have to be careful having these conversations because then something's going to happen and the world's going to be like, oh, you're stupid. Like, I'm going to be terrified driving home tonight. I better not hit anything. Well, I'm sorry for that. Make, it's make okay. sure make sure to text me when you get home. <laughs> <laughs>
When I was in high school, my best friend's mom stopped talking to me for two months because uh, she picked us up from a concert and we were driving home and she was being stupid. She kept, we were like going through a residential the street. mom was? Yeah, she's okay. being an idiot. And Tanya knows I love her and she will forgive me for saying she's being an idiot. <laughs> um, but she was turning the headlights on and off in the car as we were driving down the road. And I was like, you need to stop. And she kept doing it. She thought it was hilarious. And I was like, I'm not kidding. You need to stop. You're going to hit a cat the next time you do it. And she did it one more time and she hit a cat. Oh, my God. And <laughs> so she was really mad. And she just started screaming at me that I was a witch over and over and over again for, like, the next 15 minutes. And then she legit didn't talk to me for two months because she said it was my fault. Anyway. I mean, I used to do that, too. I mean, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it plenty of times. I've turned the lights off. Yeah. I mean, I used to drive like an idiot when I was a teenager. I probably still do. But, yeah. I don't know. I've never ridden with you. You've ridden with me. I've never ridden I'm with you. I'm actually a pretty safe driver. I'm a little, I used to not be at all. Um, and then once I had kids, I just like developed a sense of like, I'm a grandma. I drive like a grandma yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I, I do not. Yeah. I'm a very defensive driver. Like I get, I, I, for the most part, I'd say I do a pretty good job paying attention to what's going on around me and don't like, I've been able to avoid. Yeah. My kids will tell you that bicyclists are not safe around me, but I have not hit one yet. There have just been a couple of like, oh shit moments when there have also been bicyclists around me. Um, yeah. But I mean, knock on wood, everybody's right. good. <laughs> of course. Still. So. I've, I've also turned my lights off while driving as a defense mechanism. From what? So, okay. This was, this was uh, back in the mid-90s. Um, I was a senior in high school. And my friend and I were driving along the main drag, just going up and down, being dumb. And we had his car, but for some reason I was driving because I always ended up being the driver. Like, I was the wheel man. Yeah. I've always been the wheel man. It didn't seem to matter what car we were using. I was behind the wheel. And we pulled up next to, I will never forget this, it was a yellow Geo Storm. If you remember the Geo Storm, the kind of nasty sports car wannabe two-door vehicle that yep. once existed. We pulled up next to this yellow Geo Storm, and I don't remember what was going on with these people that were in that car, but they were being your very typical white boy douchebag jock type people. I don't remember. I mean, clearly they had an incredible piece of machinery they were driving around. So <laughs> right. Um, we, I, I, I legitimately don't remember what they were doing, but we pulled up next to him with our windows down and yelled out the window, shitheads. Okay. So you didn't ask for this at all. No, well, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> claiming, I'm not claiming that there wasn't a certain degree of stupidity born within this. Right. Uh, but we ended up with them on our tail. 
which this is a thing that I don't understand. And it's one of those male mentality issues that I don't get. What are you going to do? I am in a car. You're not going to get into an accident. Mm -hmm. If you were to convince me somehow to stop and pull over, I don't have to get out of my car and you start damaging my car or anything like that. I've got your license plate number right there. What's going to happen? Yeah. Like there's the, the there, there seems to be a, I a don't think it's just for males though. Process. Like, just as a side note, you know, my friends and I used to just like follow people around to sure. be unnecessarily aggressive and very short sighted. So unfortunately, were you ever I think in a yellow geo storm? No, no, no. Okay. anyway so they they ended up on our tail and i'm driving around trying to lose them i know this town pretty well and even though it was a brown four-door dodge colt uh i could drive well enough that i thought you know i'd be able to get around some corners backtrack through some blocks i'd lose them i never lost them they were good. They were good. And so my buddy and I just said, okay, you know what? Let's We're going to head out of town. We live, we both live out in the middle of nowhere on farms. And so we headed out of town thinking, you know, there's no way these guys are going to follow us for that long. We start heading out of town. Not only did they continue following us, but they had a friend join them. In- but wasn't this like pre-cell phones? Ish? No, no, okay. no. They existed, but they were much larger than. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a cell phone at the time. Right. It was a bag phone, right? Like that was the. So you just the happened to piss phone. off like the other car the in town that car also town had a bag that, phone. <laughs> exactly. They ended up with friends driving nothing else, not, nothing less than a Geo Tracker. Which was most certainly This is like, phenomenal. It was it was amazing. Where were so, the drones? This was a commercial waiting <laughs> to happen. The Geo Tracker, which on this journey I learned has a top speed of sixty five miles per hour. Um it the boxy, tiny SUV ish thing that if you turn a corner going more than ten miles per hour, you are going to tip over. That was the other vehicle chasing it's us. Amazing. And so we're heading out of town on the highway now, and they try the whole boxing in maneuver. The storm passes me and tries this little wiggle technique to get me to storm. And I figured it ballsy. out. Really? So seriously. Ballsy. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's swerving around and slowing down, trying to get me to stop with the tracker behind me as if that's going to stop anything. And I, I, you know, I found my moment and passed him over again and then just said, okay, pedals to the metal. I'm getting the heck out of here. The geo storm kept up. The tracker did not. <laughs> Because eventually the tracker was no longer in my rearview mirror. It just kept getting smaller and smaller. Like I said, top speed of 65 miles per hour. Do you imagine how sad they were? Like they were living (laughs) their like action movie dreams. And then their poor little tracker just like, and then their friends got to continue on this poor guys so we're we're headed out of town and we're five miles into nothingness on the highway at this point and this geostorm is still behind us we're like 
good grief, what is happening here? And I said, all right, well, that's it. This is all I can do. I continued down and then started taking gravel roads. The people in this car were not country people. I can, I can almost guarantee they were not farm boys. And I start taking off down a gravel road and I know these gravel roads well. And they follow us down the gravel road, which shocked the heck out of me to begin with, because they are actually, they are pursuing this to the end. Right. And there's no GPS, so no, they don't know no. how they're getting home. No, they don't. I got, because I'm a little bit more comfortable on a gravel road than maybe I should have been, but I got far enough ahead of them that I went down into a valley or either they went down into a, they went down, I went down into a valley, then they went down into a valley, but I'm up over on the other side. And as soon as they went down into the valley, I knew where there was another road. I turned the corner, killed the lights and put it in neutral. So now I have no brake lights, no anything. And we just coast the way down that road watching for this geo storm, which did eventually pass the road, not taking the turn. And we just laughed because they're like, <laughs> they have no clue where they are at this point. <laughs> this is, but what, what prompted them to pursue that to the very, very end. But that's my example of driving without my headlights. Well, and I really kind of love how your story <laughs> as, as kind a of defensive mechanism wrapped around to like our original too, because like, if it were not for car chases and action movies, would either of any, right? There were three. Any of you driving those vehicles done what you had done? If you didn't have the opportunity to just like live out your James Bond dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and does James Bond now require a warning label? Like, what would have happened? Like, so lucky that nobody wrecked, right? I had everything under control. You did, right? So <laughs> we all say. Just... I mean, that's what I said until, you know, I wrecked my 1984 Monte Carlo into the back of a Camry that didn't get a freaking scratch, but, like, totally killed my car. Yeah. I totally had everything under control until sure. then. And I blame Fast and the Furious. So <laughs> that one needs. Well, this happened. This happened well before <laughs> Fast and the Furious. So... At least I think so. When did the first one of those come I have out? no idea. Too long ago. I'm sure. And there's like way too many of them. Do you, do you have that 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 thing? Like I think about um, watching like a superhero action movie like that's really intense and has all the stuff and like all the amazing things are happening. And then like we're watching it at home. And then, you know, I have to walk the dog. But like you have this strut. Right. Right? Like you have this, like, I'm invincible. Like, I'm. Yeah, it's like the, it's the power of the storytelling, I'm not a right? Doctor, For a but minute, I play one you on that, TV. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's the. So, yeah, I think everything needs a warning label now. <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you not to try this at home, but don't try don't this at try home. Don't try this at home. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that any of my decisions have necessarily been things that other people need to emulate. So, like, if right. you have seen or experienced me doing anything, please don't do what I do. Or do what I say, because that's questionable as well. One of my dad's favorite phrases growing up was, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> that was, there's a reason for that. 
Don't do anything. I I mean, do your own thing. I I will admit it was, you know, there's a certain, like, I, I, I love that. I have this car chase story. Yeah. That, like, I, I, of I course was, you do. I was being pursued and I got out of it. And, you know, that was like, there, there's something. I can, I like, can totally pick really up on the cool. adrenaline that, like, you guys must have been just like, how did you even sit still in the dark? Were you screaming? I bet you screamed when you saw them. No, no, no. We were, well, yes, yeah, with laughter. Yeah. Like, we were, we thought this was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. This was absolutely insane. So, there was a moment as soon as we got on the highway heading out of town, there was like a little bit before that and a little bit after, there was the panic. Yeah. There was the, oh my God, these people are still behind us. Why are they still following us? There's a third car or a second car following us. What is going on? What is wrong with these people? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. But once I bailed around them again and just said, well, there's no reason for me to worry about a speed limit at this point. Heck, pull me over. I've got an explanation for what's going on. Right. You know, as soon as I got out in front of them again and I I saw the geo tracker just start to drift further and further behind. Then it was just fun and you were like, I got Then this. we're just laughing. We're like, oh, what? why are they coming out this far? We're like, how stupid are you? Because again, what are they going to do? Right. Like, are they going to you know, try to get me off the road into the ditch. Cause that's, you know, that, I mean, that, that's more aggression right. that's necessary yeah. from, I mean, hopefully they're not just, yeah. Horrible people who are going right. to, yeah. I mean, it could go really bad, but, but yeah, we absolutely started it and I acknowledge that, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, yelling something stupid out your car window doesn't necessitate that level of pursuit. I don't think it necessarily matters. Like, yeah, I remember like head nodding at somebody in a car once um, when I was a teenager. And then they followed us for a very, very long time until my friend um, whose dad knew a bunch of police officers. She like called her dad and was like, hey, you need to dispatch somebody to like come intercept us because we've been being followed for the last hour. Yeah. And we're teenage girls all by ourselves. <laughs> But like I didn't throw around head nods anymore. I was just trying to be friendly. So right. I don't think it really matters. Like if you get somebody who is really looking for whatever. Yeah. 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 It doesn't really matter. Actually, I, I had that recently too. I was pulling out of a parking lot. My daughter was in the car with me um, pulling out of a parking lot and somebody who had, they, they were in front of me pulling out of the parking lot. They turned left and I was coming out, and I was about to turn, but they stopped, reversed, and went back into the drive to the parking lot right next to me. And it was a very quick and crazy maneuver, and mm-hmm. I would have hit them if I had continued on with my turn. However it was, it was positioned. I would have hit them. And you have something like that happen to you while you're driving. What is your response? Like, everybody's response like my hands went up like my mm-hmm. hand like my, i threw my hands up like a what right going on and they mimicked me in a mocking manner well that was ridiculous what so i pull out next thing i know they are immediately like on my tail yeah that's really scary and so i kind of hit the gas 
And it was on a gravel section outside this this parking lot. And so I hit the gas and admittedly kicked up some rocks, but they had a old piece of junk pickup that they were driving and a couple of rocks kicked up isn't going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, it apparently really ticked them off though because then they legitimately did that same thing. They passed me and slammed on their brakes in front of me. Fortunately for me, there was a turn off this frontage road onto the highway. There was a turn right at that moment. So as opposed to breaking or staying behind them or ending up in whatever situation it was, I made the immediate decision, I'm out on the highway and getting the heck out of here. Yeah. Because I don't, there were, I mean, these were, these were a couple middle-aged adult males. Yeah. Road rage is nuts and it scares me. Like well, a I lot, had a especially you have your daughter. In the car yeah. With me. I was gonna say you have your kid in the car with you. Like yeah, people can be too much. For sure. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Stupidity. Warning labels on everything. I, I saw a truly amazing thing the other day. And you know, <clears throat> The, the caption was in a, a, a different language um, or what was written on the on the print was in a different language, mm-hmm. all except for the year. And it was a an art print from 1900. Okay. And it had it had the year 2000 on it. Mm-hmm. So like this was a this artist view of what we would be doing for recreation in the year 2000. And it was it was it was people with helium balloons above them and paddles on their feet, and they were walking on water. I saw that you shared that, and then what your comment was? It was amazing. Was that like we went the wrong direction? No, that, that was there. That, that was, was that, there. That was like the original poster's comment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it was really cool too. It was a really fun illustration. But what it made me think was like how new is water skiing and like how quickly did we not decide that was absolutely incredible because like 1900s only 120 years ago right and i'm sure water skiing is relatively new and we had just kind of like yeah yeah there's that and then there's like you know what parasailing or whatever that you can yeah do yeah. or whatever like all these things and it's like that was what their ver- vision of the future was which was Would incredible water skiing have existed I don't know. Like I'm really in curious. Like when because you need a fast boat. No, and I'm to sure pull it didn't. Somebody on water skis. I'm sure it did not. But then, like, how quickly did the buzz die off? Because it really shouldn't have. Like I want to, I want to attach a balloon to my back and walk across water. Yeah. Uh, what like I loved most about that illustration was 1922. that 1922. Okay, so not very long after, like. Water skiing was invented in 1922. But they were in the illustration. illustration. Right. In the (laughs) illustration, though, they were like in their like Victorian suits and dress, though. And I think that was the best part, right? Because, like, obviously, if you're doing any sort of water activity, you're in a swim suit of some kind there was generally. also the the bicycle the the old old timey bicycle like the big front wheel the giant front wheel type yeah. bicycle I've, but it was scoops the, oh, on the bicycle wheel like so obviously it was it was like paddling through the water no there there and there was a kid there was like this little kid oh, I like didn't behind see the group 
Yeah. That's cool. No, we we absolutely went went the wrong direction. We bicycle should, boats we should would be, be kind of walking. Neat. We should be walking. Well, isn't on that water just kind of like a like a jet ski is? Like no, that's a not motorcycle. casual enough. Yeah, though. you want like um, okay. I want pedestrian. Okay. I suppose that's what hoverboards are for, though. Like that's that's the year two thousand equivalent of that is mm-hmm. the, is the is the hoverboards that people ride around, or the one wheel things. I think that what illustrations like that make me think make me realize is that I just wish that we lived in like a steampunk world. Like I feel like <laughs> as much as it would be such a pain in the ass to get dressed in the morning, and I would probably hate it. I feel like. As a species, we are capable of like incredibly bizarre clothing, <laughs> and instead, we're the majority of us are just like resulting to wearing spandex and denim right. the majority of the time. No, that's true. Like, there's there, there there. Why haven't we? Why hasn't there been more innovation in clothing? Right. I mean, with, so the uh, there was a guy I was talking to yesterday. He had one of those. Uh, battery powered jacket things because the power mm-hmm. button was lit like that has the heater in it so that mm-hmm. but that's that's as far as we've got right we could be doing so much more and i think the problem is is that like if you dress too bizarrely people are going to make fun of you and i don't understand why because the rest of us are really boring back, back a cloak that's well and i will always maintain cake. that during the pandemic we all missed out on a very incredible opportunity to look like Jedis all the time. Like all we had to mm. do to couple our masks with like a cloak or like a cape right. of some kind. And we all would have looked like total badasses. Well, that's true. And we l- missed out on that opportunity completely. Okay. So tying it back to where we started this whole thing <laughs> from, because now, now you, you, you've got me on, you've got me on a path here. Like I, I really want to know why we have not developed further when it comes to our clothing and you know there's there's the fashion of it all which has been so circular i mean it, it it's always circular like it's we're, very unimaginative. We're, we're seeing all these horrible 80s fashions coming back um in in style and in prominence uh among uh, those darn youth get off my lawn <laughs> throw that in everywhere today um but why haven't why haven't we developed because we've we've developed our vehicles so we have electric vehicles self driving vehicles we've got all these things we've concentrated so much on developing that technology we have the cell phones we have the smart watches um, we have the smart TVs all of that why don't we have I'm gonna I'm going to Robert Zemeckis right now why don't we have the coat that auto fits. Why don't we have the shoes where the straps just go where they need to go? I mean, we have other variations where you don't need shoelaces, sure. Mm-hmm. But, and you can buy a pair of those tennis shoes from the Back to the Future franchise, but they're ridiculously expensive. We have all these other things. Why hasn't that translated to our clothing? I watched the, uh, the newest um, version of Dune on HBO the mm-hmm. other day. And I think of still suits, the still suits and the dune 
books and movies that that process your sweat and keep you cool and do all those things like through a process of movement and respiration. Mm -hmm. That is totally doable. Oh, yeah. Like that is something that can exist and to some degree does within NASA when they're Mm -hmm. out doing their spacewalks and all that sort of stuff. But why don't we have more <laughs> like just regular commercial clothing that's like we to some degree other than you know the different qualities of polyester that exist right we have essentially been wearing the same things right for thousands of years yeah I think that giving it a little bit of thought, I think as far as like the originality goes, it's the human need for homogeny, right? Like you don't want to stand out too much because that's not safe. But there's also a human need for individual, uh, individualization. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. And so like you can do it a little bit, but it's not, it's not praised. Right. So there's not enough of it. Like, cause there are some really cool people. Like there's, um, um, the artist um, Daniel Lismore, who um, I'm not sure what their pronouns are, but um, incredible costuming and dress and like just beautiful gowns. Like it's just so cool. Like yeah. I wish that people dress like that every single day in public. Like it would just be so much more fun. Although again, I'm, I'm lazy fa- and I don't I'm necessarily want to. I'm not talking about fashion. I'm yeah. talking about functionality. But then I think functionality comes down to equity. And comes down to like poverty and the cost that it would take to like, yeah, yeah, to to produce something like that or to think that people are worth that investment to be able to to actually put that research in to do it. And I think, yeah, like eventually those things would cost less as the market expands, but I don't think anybody's willing to invest. I don't think that we're in a, in a place where we're comfortable enough to be able to invest enough in those things to make them accessible to the public those technologies well going back to the illustration i think we took a wrong turn somewhere then yeah because you look at 10 years ago an electric vehicle cost an arm and a leg ridiculously expensive right Today, you had to really care. Today yeah. they're still expensive, but they're a lot closer to the price of a regular combustion engine. Right. A lot closer. In some cases, they are actually cheaper. Yeah. Um, than than many of your common combustion engines. Or even a luxury vehicle. Um, yeah. when <clears throat> when cell phones came out and they were these big blocky things that cost several hundred dollars you know as the technology developed they got smaller more afford more affordable then more expensive but then mm-hmm. the back the kind and of forth hotters, yeah trail with that the idea um we talked about james bond earlier and some of the gadgets that existed um in james bond movies that we now have access to on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a smartwatch. And when we first saw one of those on James Bond or Mork and Mindy or whatever it was, Dick Tracy, okay. you know, that, that was an incredible innovation. Now, 
75% of the people that are walking around out there have some form of smartwatch or mm-hmm. sport band or something on. I wonder too, if, if it, if it doesn't have a lot to do with the fact that we're not generally outside of environments that can provide those things for us. People aren't outside as much as they were like in previous evolutionary periods. Right. And so we don't necessarily need our clothes to do those things for us because we can go into an environment that's going to be temperature regulated or do cool things. Okay. Keep us like we have access to other things to keep us hydrated. Like we don't really need the technology yet. Okay, with with some of those things, sure. But going back to Mr. Zemeckis, um, we have scores of examples of products and innovations that have developed thanks to Gene Roddenberry. Like Star Trek has given us so many things that came to fruition because of that imagination mm-hmm. and that story. Back to the Future, well, specifically Back to the Future 2, had a self-drying coat. Right. I want a self-drying coat. I don't like being wet. I don't want to be caught in a downpour outside and then have to spend the rest of my day soggy until I can change clothes. I want a self-drying coat. And I can tell the passion that you're speaking this with. It's a real. How much are you willing? How much are you willing to pay for that self-drying coat, Justin? And how many more of you are there? But plenty. (laughs) I I imagine that there are a lot of people out there in the world that would love the opportunity to be caught in a rainstorm, come into the office, hit a button, and be comfortable and dry within seconds. Right, but I mean seconds may be a little bit much to think about but as an umbrella not something that you logistically favor have you never been caught in a rainstorm i grew up in the desert and i have so you don't know what an umbrella you don't know how to use an umbrella i actually don't i'm very awkward with an umbrella (laughs) (laughs) if we want to have a vulnerable moment here so as a desert dweller, don't you want the opportunity to maintain a level of dryness when you're out in the world? I mean, this is the... the, the I find rain to be refreshing, but I really is, know that you really, you really don't to like be to be soggy. wet. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to be out in the rain for a little bit. Like, rain can be refreshing. But I want the ability to hit a button and be dry <laughs> And I think we exist in a world you where if you much wanted am I to crowdfund, to pay for, you could like probably crowdfund is... for it. You probably could. My point <laughs> is that you're disappointed that it doesn't already exist, right? Yeah, like I I understand that if I was to if somebody was to develop this now was to develop this today and put it on the market the first coats that went out would be very expensive coats, and I would not be able to touch them and chances are would i before i was retired probably not but if they had started developing them 20 years ago when they should have well not even Mm -hmm. 20 40 years ago when they (sighs) hate time 
20 years ago is no longer 1980. No. <laughs> if they had started developing them 40 years ago when they should have, I may be in a position right now where I can afford one. Fair. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. It's not that clothing innovation sh- should start now, which I mean it should. Yeah. But my point is clothing innovation should have started 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm to get us to the, that point where we are now. I mean, if we don't have a freaking flying car that's regular, you know, is that the thing though? Commonly available to us, we should at least have a coat that will dry us off. Okay. So this is, this is where my anger is. And how I'm tying it back to the original topic is the reason that these things don't exist is because people are stupid and they would end up dying if they had one. Because at some point, the Somebody electronic would just dry components, themselves to the point where it, they're completely like they turn they themselves into jerky. Bake themselves. <laughs> they are now human raisins. <laughs> you know, it, somebody somebody would do something stupid that no warning label is going to prevent. You are so right. This is the world that we're living in. We do not have flying cars and. All the other stuff that should exist today. Because we don't deserve them because we're idiots. Exactly. Yeah. This is, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's a deserving. Gosh, we can't handle the technology we have. Um, But that's a whole nother topic. Well, okay. Yeah. We've spent way too much time developing technology that allows us to bully people anonymously online. We should have been spending that time and energy on a coat that'll dry Is this your one thing though? Like if, okay, okay, legit question. If you had a time machine. Wait, hold on. Is that allowed? I don't know. Okay. I'm, who's making the rules here? (laughs) Who's in charge? My question. If you had a time machine or access to a time machine, it doesn't have to be yours. You can go back 40 years okay. and influence the development of a single technology. It's not going to be drawing codes. Okay. Yeah. That was the question. That, that what was, would it be? Right. I don't. It's not going to be drying codes. There's so many other things. And I think that's why fashion falls by the wayside. That's why fashion falls by the wayside. Because. Yeah. But there are people who spend Fashion is such a massive industry that and and fashion. Um, but the people who are spending the money on it don't actually have real human needs, so they're not going to use. <laughs> Very burn the rich of me, no, but no, that is. But it's true, right? Like yeah. any like comfort. Okay, whatever. They've never been uncomfortable for longer than 10 minutes in their entire lives. Like the things that we would need that technology to develop, the people who are spending money on clothes don't have those needs. And they have very little imagination because things could be so much cooler. Yeah. I am cheap as can be, especially when it comes to clothes. Yeah. This sweater was four ninety seven, and I was so excited. Yeah. Amazing. We, we went shopping over the weekend, and there's a store in the mall that is closing well they had two they had two stores in the mall and they're closing one so everything that's in the store that was closing was 90 percent off and so there was clothing that there is no way i would have ever spent that much money on the full price but i got it for six bucks you better believe i bought one right <laughs> that's, 
I used to, ha- I, I don't, because I don't find them as often anymore. I used to have uh, two or three horrible, horrible Hawaiian shirts that my wife hated. She absolutely hated them. But I got them for like four bucks a piece. Not all at the same time either. That's the thing. Like I would find one and be like, this is $4. It is hideous. I need it. When I and, so, <laughs> and I would wear them. And she's like, why are you wearing yeah. that? And I'm like, because it's awful and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> when I met Doug, he had just stopped working or recently stopped working at a thrift store. So his entire wardrobe was just like horrendous pieces of clothing. When I met him, he was wearing blue plaid shorts and a blue and red Hawaiian shirt. Nice. Like the pattern clashed was horrible and I loved him immediately. So (laughs) (laughs) it was a strange tactic, but it worked. Okay. So you should, you know, she, she might hate the Hawaiian shirts, but she really loved them. No, (laughs) no, no, because we were already together. This was not, this was not an endearing thing that she was I mean, to be completely honest with you, if you tried to leave the house dressed like that now, I'd be like, no, go change. So no, I am, I am horribly cheap, but we're just not, see now I'm annoyed. Like I'm, I'm annoyed by the fashion industry. Because there's got there there has to be somewhere. Here is my global plea: If I have a variety of concerns, ever makes it big and has thousands and thousands of listeners, and whoever's out there listening to this for the first time, welcome. Tell your friends. Get us to this point. If this ever becomes big enough, this is my global plea to the fashion industry in this episode. Somebody. One of you, one of you, stop catering to the wealthy and start developing useful products for the common human being. That are really cool. Like, right. It could be really cool. And no offense to the targets and... JC Penney's and the TJ Maxx's and the Costco suppliers and all of that of the world that are making your basic clothing that everybody, including my cheap butt, can afford mm-hmm. and will buy. But somebody with the know-how and there's a brilliant stability, mind out there. Somebody's got to be able right. to do it. And if you know that brilliant mind, and if you're not that brilliant mind, but you've got money and you know of the brilliant mind, like, please invest in this right. person just so that we can. Life is sad and scary and weird. And I think that the people of Earth deserve some self-drying really, coats. Yeah. Or something <laughs> equally as cool. If a self-drying coat is created because of this podcast episode, that will be an extremely proud moment in my life. <laughs> you want it so badly and you're not willing to pay for it? Jesus. Did you not hear the story about me being cheap? <laughs> Thanks for listening to a little bit of Havoc. Until next time, remember. It's fine. It's fine. 
Have a Variety of Concerns is hosted by Justin and Chandel and brought to you by Prairie Fire Studios and More Than Music of Minot, North Dakota. If you've enjoyed this journey down the rabbit hole and would like to follow us down the next one, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review or subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. It's fine. 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 It's fine.